like to share with you the top 25 things that make it feel like Christmas. It's not an official list. Um, you could just Google it and find that if you want to. But I'd like to share them with you. 25 things that make Christmas feel like Christmas. Christmas trees. That's a no-brainer. A chance of snow, maybe. Lights. Vacation time. Hot chocolate. Ornaments. Christmas parties. Ugly Christmas sweaters. Presents. Treats. Stockings. How about this one, snuggling? Has that ever made anybody's list on the top 25 things that make it feel like Christmas? Snuggling? Ice skating, mistletoe, carols and music, Santa, Christmas sales, eggnog. Who still does eggnog? One, two, three, four, five. Are you, af are you ashamed to admit that you still drink eggnog? Or? Oh, okay. <laughs> Especially if it has the good stuff in it, right? That's good. All right, eggnog. A uh, couple more, gingerbread houses and men, time of giving, time with friends and family, snowmen, classic Christmas movies, the holiday cheer, and the chance to feel like a kid again. For me, there is one activity that signals clearly, very clearly, that Christmas is on the way, and it's watching a certain movie. No, it's not. Uh, I don't think it's a classic yet, but I have to watch the movie Elf before I feel like it's Christmas. How many of you, ever, you're familiar with the, with the movie? Okay, good. If you're not, find it. It's something you'll wanna watch. It's just great stuff. It's a hilarious story about a human boy who was brought up by Santa's elves in the North Pole. He travels back to the New York to find his real father. Uh, Will Ferrell is the elf, uh, and notable Hollywood stars uh, all along the way. It's just a great movie. It just doesn't seem like Christmas to me though, it doesn't really ramp up until I can actually hear some of my family, most, mostly my sons, walking around quoting uh, Elf, different, different types of, and parts of, of the movie. So uh, maybe you have one like that too. There's just one problem with all of these things as that I mentioned above, the top 25 and even watching Elf that make it feel like Christmas. There's only one problem. Anybody know what the problem is? Yeah, um, have you, did you notice that Jesus wasn't in the list? He didn't make the list of the top 25 things that make Christmas feel like Christmas. That's what we're talking about today, when Christmas doesn't feel like Christmas. And I hope you'll get something out of this. Watching Elf is more like watching a funny movie than it is about the meaning of Christmas cookies may be made, but they're only made just so you can eat them. They don't really have much significance or may not have much significance uh, in, in the way that you go about some of these things. It's relatively easy to make something seem as if it fits the Christmas story. If you put sleigh bells in music, then obviously it's a Christmas song. If you wrap a present with green and red paper, or you cut, your cut cookies in the shape of a snowman, and it seems like the holiday is right around the corner. We all have those activities. I hope they're coming to mind for you. Of course, none of these things really has anything to do with Christ's birth. But these colors and the smells and the sights and the sounds, they're all attached to the season. Sometimes, sometimes we have to do this. We have to get to the heart of Christmas, and we're going to have to strip away some of these things. It doesn't mean not do them. It just means thinking about them in a different way. If we're going to see the holiday in a new light or in a new way. 
Just a few days ago, I heard the tune, It's Beginning to Look a Lot Like Christmas. You know that one, right? Play it all the time. I thought to myself that while I understand the point of the song, it, there's stuff to look at, it looks like Christmas, but Christmas isn't a look. It, Christmas is an activity, or Christmas is an event we remember. It's not even an activity. It's an event we remember. That's what Christmas is. Christmas isn't a look. Christmas is remembering Christ's birth. Uh, just came to me. So what could we or should we do? What should we strip away from Christmas uh, and have Christmas still feel like it is what it is? The Grinch, that's why we're looking at uh, this particular study, the Grinch seems to think that Christmas is about presents, uh, a, a really big tree, certain foods, and celebrations. And if you'll remember the poem or the movie, he goes into great detail about what he dislikes about the who's putting up stuff for Christmas all around, the decorations all around, and the trees and all the trinkets and everything that goes along with it, kind of like our, kind of like our sanctuary. Uh, the Grinch isn't too fond of those things. But those are the things, then, that he tries to strip away. The question is, what about us? Each of our families have certain traditions associated with the holiday and rituals that keep us centered, hopefully on the real meaning of Christmas. For us as a church, as I'm thinking about it, maybe decorating is one of those things. That's something that has to do with Christmas, but really isn't Christmas. But we do a good job with it, don't we? The Italians would love us. It is Italian, right? Red, green, white. Is that Italian? The Italian flag? Okay, please tell me I'm right or I'm just going to sound like a, a silly fool. Okay, good. All right, good. Just making sure. Well, we had around 30 people come out and help us make the sanctuary look this festive, thanks to those who did. But while the decorations really have little to do with the Christmas story, it makes us feel like Christmas. It makes us feel like it's getting to that point. And that's a really good feeling. We want to hold on to those things. But Matt Rawl, the one who put this, uh, the heart that grew three sizes together, says this. Regardless of whether something feels like Christmas or not, the point is for our celebration to authentically share the mystery and miracle of the incarnation. It's not wrong to consider it perfectly fine to engage in all of those things that we've already mentioned and we're probably still thinking about and we enjoy it's not wrong to consider those things that make it feel like the holidays, yet we must be diligent that they do not take precedence nor replace the real reason of the season. And I know we usually get this message somewhere along the lines, but how important is it to us? That's the question we face this morning, one of the questions we face. Maybe there's something in your past or something that you do in past Christmases or maybe even in getting ready for this one uh, that really have nothing to do with Christ. They have more to do with Santa than they do with Jesus, and it's time for the sun to set on that tradition. Let's put it that way. Christmas is fundamentally about who God is as revealed in Jesus. Sometimes we think the Grinch is the bad guy in the story, but the Who's celebration isn't without criticism. Maybe the Who's have gone overboard a little bit, right? Sounds like the Who's anyway. Maybe they've gone too far in their celebration. Could it be, could it be that we also go too far or have gone too far or a little overboard during the season worrying about the things that are not truly based in the Christmas story? It's not a condemnation. 
It's just a question to challenge us a bit. The problem only comes as we replace the Christmas story with the things that seem like Christmas. That's when Christmas seems like Christmas. Maybe the message of the second Sunday of Advent is this simple. Let's make sure we're not just playing the part. We're not just going through the motions. We're not just going along with the rest of culture down a preparation for Christmas that does not include Jesus. Church people usually don't have this problem, but maybe it's about balance for us and just maybe anticipating the true meaning a little bit more. I know, I know you know that Jesus is what Christmas is all about, but we get caught up sometimes in the things that are less important. John the baptizer, you know that guy who wore uh, camel's hair and ate locusts and wild honey out in, the, out in the desert. He had a lot to say about people who were just playing the part or being inauthentic or unauthentic, mostly about the Jewish leaders of the day. And the scripture that Karen read from Matthew, John rails against these leaders who have come to watch what he is doing. They thought they had the moral upper hand. They thought they were exempt from the baptism of John because they supposedly represented all that was good and right about the Jewish faith. But inside, there was still a problem. They were just as sinful as everyone else. And that's why John says, you brood of vipers, you're, you're like a bunch of snakes, is what you are. They hid behind their robes and their intellect and their self-righteousness. So John was adamant that the very nature of Jesus would separate those of genuine faith and those who were just playing the part. To divide between those wearing robes of a Jewish leader and those wearing the figurative robes of righteousness through repentance. That is what John came to do, to offer a word about righteousness through repentance. Just like the Grinch. You remember the movie, in the beginning of the movie, he tries to figure out how he can stop Christmas from coming and he decides that he's gonna look like Santa. Why he does this is interesting. He, uh, he sews together a Santa suit and he gets a hat together and to, to make the whole point come to life for real, he, uh, he cuts an antler or he has a piece of an antler and he, put it, and he puts it on Max's head. You remember that? Just to, all, to play the part. That's what he was going to do. That's what, he was, that's what he was up to. The Grinch wore that clothing and stole the Who's Christmas. And just like that, these leaders that John was talking about looked holier than thou on the outside, but underneath had their own sins and their own stuff to deal with, just like the rest of the people. They needed the baptism of John and Jesus, just like the rest, but they were just playing the part, and John was calling them out for it. I think ours should be a search for a more authentic Christmas this year. Our traditions and rituals and other activities around this time really help us to stay grounded. They're important to us. Order in our lives makes things feel simple and expected, something we can uh, cling to. They're not bad things at all, but what we may soon discover is that these things begin to take precedence, that we may get caught up in all the things that look and smell and taste and feel like Christmas and we run the risk of reducing or missing the real reason for Christmas. 
It's not a call to simply keep Christ in Christmas. It's a call to keep Christ first in Christmas. Now, we all know, we all have heard the, or seen and heard the bumper sticker, you know, keep Christ in Christmas. Well, I don't think that's a problem for churchgoers. I think we all know that Jesus belongs in Christmas, but it is an issue of balance. It's a call to keep Christ first in Christmas. And maybe that's the challenge. What activities or actions will you do and enjoy this Advent that will keep Christ first and central in your mind and in your heart? Maybe this year is the year to be more intentional about it. In this way, keeping Christ first in Christmas will also help us to remember where our hope lies. We've just talked about that. Not in anything other than the promised coming of Christ as we remember it in history past, that's Christmas, in his future advent or his future coming, and frankly, a present hope for those who believe, for us now, here and now. Maybe today that means having a hope that in the midst of what makes Christmas what it is for us, that the nativity story would come through stronger than ever, and our understanding and love for Christ and each other finds higher heights and prominence in our faith during this time of year. It isn't about being a Grinch toward all those wonderful ways and things that we enjoy this time of year, but it is about showing and sharing the priority of the story of Jesus' birth. Remember, Christmas is what it is because of this one act of God being with us. That is Emmanuel, the coming of Christ. So I'll be clear in ending the sermon this morning. There's no need to be a Grinch about all those wonderful things. We can do that list of 25 and still feel fine about it, but the question is, where is our balance? We can still have fun. We can still cling to those rituals and all those things we do around the holidays that make it such a happy time of year for many of us. But we must do our best to keep hope front and center, the hope we find in remembering Christ's birth, celebrating his presence, and anticipating his return. May we be blessed as we have an authentic, deeply meaningful, joyful Advent and Christmas. Where is the balance for you? That's the question for us today. Amen?